right, welcome to Game Changer. I am David Villa, and I'm here with Diana Villa. And we're going to talk about kingdom business today. Um, kind of an interesting topic. You know, it's uh, there's you, you can go into any church or any uh, business group or what have you, and you can hear this term being thrown around. But uh, I know there's a lot of you that are listening as well that you're like, well, this might be the episode I tune out on because I'm not a business owner. Um, you know, so we're talking about king to business. I don't think this really applies to me. And, you know, I just want to say from the very get go, knowing that, um, a kingdom business, whether you own a business, whether you work for a business, your business needs to be about the kingdom. And, and so, and here, and here's the reason why, right? We're going through in this last couple of years. I don't think anybody could have, you know, predicted the curveball that was thrown, you know, at everybody. And then once you like kind of learn that curveball. You know, then all of a sudden, like it was like like a slider was thrown. You know, then then you learn the slider, and it's like it's like it was ch- ever changing. And you know, um, so if I can say one thing, the the one the one person that knew it, but knew it all, right? That wasn't surprised by anything, was God. And uh, I've learned over this last year, you know, year and a half, and I think we can attest to this. You know, that a, that His blueprint is is something that's that's really a big deal to seek after. So <clears throat> we'll talk about kingdom business and just some characteristics, just some things that um, you know, that I think that we need to carry into our uh daily, you know, daily grind, right? Daily work, daily hustle. You know, we all have um something that we do, whether you're a stay at home mom and your businesses caring for your family and getting things in order there. Um, whether you are in school and so your business would be being a good steward over your time and your study habits and things like that. So there's always kingdom business is is more than you know entrepreneurship or business. It is about what is your purpose today and are you um fulfilling God's plan and purpose for that today in this moment? Yeah, I mean, it's like what's what's your business, right? I mean, well, when you say the old term that um, my mom used to tell me all the time when I got in, you know, to an argument with my sister, or you know, she's you know, I'd ask a question maybe about what my mom was talking about, and she'd say, "Mind your own business." You know, she wasn't she wasn't talking about you know what I owned, but she was talking about what I was responsible for and what I wasn't. You know, there's also a lot of like these you know independent um, you know Pinterest um, you know. you know, internet solopreneur type things. I mean, you're constantly ordering stuff from people who, you know, like, you know, you have a lady that you order blankets from for people when they have babies and she works out of her house and some of these all, you know, there's, you know, your business could be a whole heck of a lot different than maybe someone else's. But, um, you know, I, I just want, I want to point this out as we kind of get into this for the next few minutes, you know, God cares about it. He cares about it. And not only that, I think in many ways he has anointed us for business. Um, I was listening to, we were listening to uh, Jensen Franklin the other day, you're we getting ready. And I don't know if you, if you remember this, this part of it, because he was preaching on something else, but it stuck out to me. Anytime I ever hear anything about business, you know, um, or, or giving or, uh, you know, or that gift, uh, you know, the gift of, of, of business or creating, you know, income, I perk up. And he said something, he said, you know, if you're, he said, a lot of times, if you're, you have the, if you're a giver, then you have the ability to also make money. You have to also, God's given you a, a gift, but not to hoard it, right. But to, to share it. It's like, you know, it's, it doesn't, maybe it doesn't come hard to you. You know, there's some people that it doesn't come hard to, but at the, a lot of times if you look at those same people, they're the ones that are, that are a lot of times a conduit, you know, and, um, you know, he, he was talking about the moment you make it about you, you know, the moment you make it, and I've done that in my career, like a lot of times, I mean, you can say, hey, man, you've been married to me for 30 years. And, you know, I've done that. I've had to keep it under check where I've made it 
about me. You know, and a lot of times if, if the Holy Spirit's not reminding me you are that, hey, you know, it's not about you, right? It's not about you either. It's not about How me. about that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, not calling me out, but um, I am someone like that. I, I, I probably have, but I think that brings balance, um, you know, to us. Uh, there can't be two people uh, in the limelight, I guess, for lack of a better term, but um, I'm comfortable uh, in my place. But it took me a long time. I feel like, especially in ministry and in business, I feel like people wanted to put me in a box of what I should be. And I, it, it'll, it prevented me from really being all that God called me to be because I was so worried about fitting into the box that people placed of, uh, on me. And um, it took a long time for me to recognize that God gave me uh, giftings and talents um, and he had a plan and purpose for me, and it wasn't always, you know, following David around. Everyone kind of felt like I just needed to be the support, and I, I, I feel like I'm a good support. But at the same time, God's given me giftings. Um, you know, David is a big picture person. He'll look at a big picture and and have a vision and a plan, and like that's where we're going. Get everybody excited. But you know, I'm the type of person that focuses on the pothole in front of the first step or the second step, and so I need to work out all those details. But if um, you know, we if we both had my personality, we probably wouldn't get very far. We wouldn't go anywhere. <laughs> sit on the bench but if we, a lot. But if we had my personality, we'd crash into the next tree in front of us. That's correct. We right? would be all hospitalized with uh, all kinds of injuries. So, you know, there's balance. And I think finding it took us a on long time. On the gas, time. you're the brake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's true. Um, but, you know, it took us a long time. And I think there's things that you can figure out very quickly that instead of... Um, making our differences an issue, recognizing them and valuing them and allowing the Lord to use those to, to help us both better, you know, iron sharpens iron versus, you know, we were, we could either sharpen each other and help each other along, or we could sword fight all the whole way. And sharp- I promise you sword fighting is not fun. No, we can either sharpen each other or stab each other. But so here, let me just give you a couple of points that, that stand out. Um, that I, that in putting this together, that I feel like the Holy Spirit laid in my heart. You know, one of them, and I don't want to get too too deep here, but one of them is like a divine calling. You know, I struggled with this early on because you know, you know, when you you married me, one side of my family, and I'm not saying this is you, but let's just look at it from the standpoint of what you're called to do. And, and when I when I first, you know, we first got into our marriage, you know, I I had to make a living for our family. It was you know, we had a baby on the way, and then a year and a half later, we had another one on the way, and and, you know, my father's side of were entrepreneurs, I mean, all the way back and, you know, just just made everything, you know, themselves, you know, self-made kind of work really hard and and were, were favored in the entrepreneurship side. And my mom's side were ministers. So I had this like, you know, like identity crisis on that level going on. But, you know, one of the things that I realized, and it took me a long time, that business is a calling, a kingdom business is a calling. And, you know, um, God God has gifted and created that calling. And, and, and I believe this, he'll anoint that. He'll, he'll anoint um, men and women of God that are that are um, that are that are kingdom business minded, and it took me a long, long time to get that. And you know, and to be honest, there's not a ton of people out there. At least at that time, there there weren't a lot, um, and I don't still think there's a lot, but the, uh, people that you could really kind of glean from, you know, to maybe that have been there. And if they did, you know, maybe they didn't know how to share it. Um, they really didn't understand it. And, um, so, you know, I, uh, divine calling is a big deal. Your business must be affirmed by God. And I don't mean like your, your actual business, your label, you know, your, your sign, what have you, but you must have confidence that, 
the business matches God's calling on your life. And I believe that when it does, you know, then he, then he'll do special things inside of, you know, your business. We're, we've seen that really. We've watched that up and down over the years and we've seen hills and valleys. We've seen, you know, there were times when we didn't, you know, we didn't do things that we do so easily now. And then in the last couple of years, there's times where we had, we've had to go back to God and say, okay, so some of the things we've done aren't working. You know, what, what's, what's going on here? You know, everything around us is changing. And then, you know, we found that God, you know, came through with a, with a blueprint. And, um, but there's a developing in that. So I think there's seasons that some things work and some things don't, but I feel like, you know, you develop that. You mentioned earlier about, um, the, uh, Pastor Jensen saying something about, um, you know, there are people that are called to be kingdom financers or to, to give, you know, giving wasn't always an easy thing. Um, I grew up in a family that was, um, you know, hardworking and you worked and you saved and you, um, you know, always were just trying to get ahead. My father worked almost till the day he passed away. My mother, um, she's still working. She owns a restaurant and she puts in long hours at her restaurant. And so, um, you know, there were things that you just, I, I God had to develop that because I'm like, how could I give that? I might need that later. And so there's things in your life and in your career and in your business and, you know, that God has to develop in your walk with him. You have to develop it. So we don't have it perfect, but there's a developing process in that. Yeah. And it doesn't come easy in the same side. Giving might've come easy to me. You know, um, I, I just, it's something that's been, it's been just natural, huh? modeled, but it's not, not, not really. I mean, yeah, on one side, actually, ironically, the entrepreneurship side of my family were bigger givers in financially, even though they, for a long time, they weren't believers, you know, and they, but they gave. And, you know, I think that, uh, they viewed money as a tool, you know, and, and, uh, but when you, when you couple that and, and you realize that God's gift could be, you know, um, could, could possibly be a gift that God's placed in your life could be a gift of giving. It's not just financially, but it's, you give freely of what you have. You realize that literally it's, 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 it could be a conduit. You could, you, you know, you can't, that's the phrase that we've worn out in church, like you can't outgive God. Like, you know, if, if he's giving you that gift, then it's a gift. And uh, that same gift, a lot of times, is locked with the ability to make money, the ability to, to go out and, and do stuff, you know, no matter what you do. And um, another um, point here, and this goes hand in hand with it, is a personal and vital connection to, to the Lord Jesus Christ. And so, the, you know, many Christian entrepreneurs, I mean, I think keep, keeping that, you know, that, that connection. It's, it's vital, right? It's like, it's almost like, you know, if you took your heart out, right? You, you know, well, you, it is like that because you, you die instantly. Well, we, we don't look at that. Sometimes w the connection with the Lord is vital, but the reality is without him, we, you know, we, we stray, we stray. So, you know, I was thinking a story or thinking of something I um, studied in the, in the, in the uh, Old Testament and, and, you know, looking at the beginning, if you look at, if you take a, you know how Jesus, the, the, all, all of them were together, right? And they looked at each other and then they begin to make animals. They made, you know, they made cow or they made a, the, the, the beast of the land, you know, and they made it out of the land. They, they said to the ground, they said, produce these animals. And then they looked at the um, the water, and they said, what? God told the water, produce fish. But when it came time to make you and me, he looked at Jesus and the Holy Spirit, and he said, let's make man in our image. So think about this for a second. If you take a fish out of water, right, and you put a fish on the shore far enough from the water and just lay it there, what happens over a, you know, what happens over a period of time? That fish dies. You take a cow, chain it 
into a parking lot with no grass and just just chain it there for a week, see what happens. That cow dies, right? So you take this you take the substance from the source, it dies. It's the same thing with you and I. If we remove the substance, you and I from the source, God, then we die. And so I think Christian entrepreneurs, I know I've done this before. <clears throat> you know, I've, hey, God's number one priority, right? But then we tend to invest more time, energy, discipline into maintaining our professional pursuits. And let me just tell you, I have done it. And by the way, I still gravitate towards it. It's still something that I haven't perfected. But if our business is to be influenced by God's nature, then we have to prioritize um, him and everything that we do. And he'll direct our steps. And I don't know about you, man, in this last season, more than ever, I've needed him to direct my steps because I don't have the answers of everything around me. Very true. Very true. Um, I think that goes back to, you know, one of my favorite scriptures. And if you've listened to us over any period of time, you know, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not to your own understanding in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. That's one of my life verses. That's Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. Um, it's really important. I have to remind myself of that because, you know, left to do our own, we'll go into our, you know, our own ways and and say that it's of the Lord, right? Sometimes we don't consult. Maybe God starts pointing us in a direction as we go down that path. We leave him here at this stop and we keep going and we kind of stray off. So I, I feel like, you know, that's human nature. So that's why it's important regularly uh, regularly be seeking the Lord and hopefully it's daily, you know, but I can see also that there are times that you get so busy that you get out of that routine. Maybe you have a set time. I think setting a set time for that is really important because it's like an appointment. It kind of is like that reminder. I have a way of doing things when I get ready in the mornings. I, I have a process that I go through. I, I, you know, I, whatever my process is. And when I get off that, I forget steps. So I think sometimes that we forget, if we make an appointment and we keep it regularly consistent, some people like that first thing in the morning. Some people maybe do that on their drive. I mean, technology is good and bad, right? But one of the the most uh, amazing things about technology is you can get in your car and it will read to you. And you can listen to it. And there's an amazing podcast that you can tune into and also get the word of God. So however you're doing that, but make sure you make a regular appointment yeah. you know, daily to seek him because one step to the right can take you off the path that God has for you. Yeah. And two couple more I want to go into as we, we're wrapping up the last few minutes here. Um, hundred percent, you know, that I think that's, that's so important, Diana. And that's part of being vitally connected. You know, it's part of realizing that you have to be vitally connected. But I want to give you guys a third one, life-giving culture. You know, the here's the thing. Culture is a culture is a buzzword in the world, right? It's not a church world, a word. It's it's really a, a, a secular word. I mean, it's it's a word that you hear everywhere. Everybody talks about culture, right? And uh, But, you know, we have to have a life-giving culture. And I'll just say this, culture is a set of unspoken, right, and unwritten rules for working together. You know, I mean, it's like, uh, you know, you notice, you know, families when we get together, uh, you know, we get married, you know, your family and my family, you know, are, we're different. You know, my, my son is getting married in March, his family, his family, us and her family, we get along with him great. And we were a lot alike, but we, we came from different, different upbringings, everybody, you know, both my daughters, same thing. And so what you do is you you take somebody when you get they get married and you mix two cultures together. I don't mean like ethnicities and I don't mean that, that necessarily. I mean I mean cultures. You mean house cultures, what they how they grew up, how they you know handle conflict, how things happen. And so culture is an unspoken 
unspoken or unwritten rules for working together no matter what. You have a culture in your family, a culture in your company, a culture right in your church. And it's it's like the personality of a company and includes the beliefs of people, you know, our value systems, um, you know, uh, you know, things that are assumptions, you know, that are underlying interests, experiences, habits. So culture is powerful and it shapes the work environment and relationships, processes, the, the, and ultimately the outcomes. And so, you know, I, I can say this, we have to have a life-giving culture. And Matthew 10, 43 says, whoever wants to become great among you will be your servant. Whoever wants to be a first will be a slave to all. For even the Son of Man didn't come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom. So, I mean, Jesus set a culture of, of, of serving, and, you know, he was a servant leader. And, um, and, and those two words, servant and leader, connected and they have equal weight if you look at it, Right. I mean, you, you can be equal part servant and leader at the same time. And um, that's a tough one for me. It's not a tough one for anybody. I, just, I saw <laughs> I your, gonna say I, I heard your looks. But it's a tough one for me by nature because, um, and I don't think it's, I don't know why, but it's, um, it might be a tough one for me. What do you think? Not about me, but what do you think about commenting on servant leadership? Because it seems to come easy for you, but it is, but it is two, two, two parts. You know, I think maybe servant comes easier than leadership. Comes, leadership comes easier for me than serving. <laughs> That's pretty, that sounds pretty bad. Doesn't it? I'm not sure about that, but what I will say is, um, serving it does come easy for my personality. It comes to me naturally. But here's one thing: whether you know, leading comes easy or serving comes easy. I think it really comes back to heart motive and heart motive is the, the, the main point in any of those things. Our heart has to be fixed upon something greater than ourselves. And that is God, because left to our own, we have a sinful nature and a self-centered and a self-serving nature. It comes to us naturally. And so whether you're, you know, you do have a heart of serving or you have a heart of um, leading or whatever it is that you're, you're doing, I think it's about heart motive. It always comes back to the heart and the condition of the heart and what is it focused on and the motive. You know, I am comfortable serving behind the scenes and, um, you know, and doing it. This weekend we had to, um, uh, we had a, a company like get together yesterday during lunch and we had drinks that I had brought in uh, last week. And I, on, over the weekend, I was like, oh, I forgot to put those in the refrigerator before I left to make sure they're cold. And um, so I was like, we need to stop. And I, I reminded David a couple of different times, like, yeah, but so-and-so, when they get there on Monday morning, they can put them in the fridge. I was like, no. It was like, it took just a little bit of time. It wasn't really a big deal, but I felt like, no, I want to do that because the, the, the party is like to be honoring our people. And so, no, I don't want someone else to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to serve them. And I want them to recognize that there was time invested to honor them and serve them. And it does come naturally, but it would be a different story as if when I came in on Monday while we're having the same, by the way, I just want you to know so that all of you guys had a cold drink today. I had to come in on my Sunday. You know, that's my motive wouldn't have been right. My motive would have been about keeping eyes on me versus serving out of, out of wanting to serve people with, you know, lovingly and willingly without any, anything attached to without being seen or known. Mm -hmm. So it's motive of your heart. Is and I wanted to delegate it. You know, I, th I was saying <laughs> like, I wanted to, it, I don't really think it, it was, it meant it was as much about maybe on the surface level. And maybe I need to delve in this a little more like myself, but that it was like, I don't want to go put those drinks in there. That's beneath me. That wasn't it. It was just some, we don't need them until 1230. Somebody's going to be there at 730. They can put them in the refrigerator and they'll be cold by 1230 and we don't have to drive up there. To me, that was delegation. 
we, you know, and so I don't know if either one, you know, I don't know. I wasn't really calling you out on that. I was just simply saying my heart motive, my heart. You could cut, you could call me out and then I could say, you didn't say that yesterday, but you just announced it on the podcast that you, you (laughs) but I was turning it to me. I listen, if your toes are hurting under rocking chairs, Uh I would address it, but I meant my heart motive. My motive is because I I wanted to serve. I know. I really wanted to serve. So it wasn't about bashing you, but no, it's all right. It's all right. I'm selfish. I'm just kidding. So, all right, let's give you the last one here, guys. Um, wise stewardship of resources. This is a tough one, too, and it goes back to, you know, to whom much is given, right? Um, much is required. And, and uh, you know, First um, Peter 4.20 says, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. And can I just say this, you know, um, Everything I have, everything we, we we do is really provided by the grace of God. And you know, um, this is a this is a tough one. It's, and it's it's the last point we're gonna have time to go over. But you know, and it, I don't think we can do it justice in completion because I think there's two sides of wide wise stewardship. And I'm gonna say, in in just because I know the side you gravitate towards, so I'm gonna kind of not go against that, but I'm gonna say something about that. And maybe you could say something about me. And if you haven't guessed, my my slant would be to spend or to do, and maybe where wisdom would come in is to make sure those are in check, right? But yours as the break would be to hold back, and there's wisdom in that, but then, you know, also faith without works is dead. There could be an element where you could gravitate too far to that side. And so, you know, I'm so I'm going to comment on that side of it. And I'll just say this, if, you know, wise stewardship of resources doesn't me- always mean put the brake on. In wise stewardship of resources, there's, sometimes you have to invest. Sometimes you have to, we were just talking about this this morning, sometimes you have to, you know, not just maintain, you know, uh, a garden, so to speak, but you have to care for it. And you have to put into it, you have to invest into it. And when you invest, there's a return. You know, and when there's a, and so I think that, you know, uh, I think that there's some, some wisdom in stewarding our resources that way as well. Looking at the parable where, you know, um, the rich man leaves like, you know, talents with three different people. And when he gets back, one of them, you know, multiplied it and we got a tenfold return. Another one multiplied it and got a, you know, double return. And then there was this one guy that was kind of, you know, I think took the wise stewardship and kind of break mentality too far. He said, Hey, I know you're a prudent man. I know you work hard for your money. I know, I know, I know. So I just stuck it in the ground because I didn't want to lose it. And the and then the master looked at him and he he like rebuked him, and like I mean just just tore him apart and said I'm taking yours away and I'm going to give it to the one who did something with it. So I think that there's um, wisdom in not always holding the brake. Now why don't you touch on maybe my side? Um, I feel like <laughs> I don't know how to I don't know how to top that or or work on that. Um, I feel like. Giving God is it's something that God's had to develop in me when it comes down to from a financial standpoint. Giving um, something I have doesn't come very difficult to me, but the financial security, and that's partly because, you know, over time, uh, when David and I first got married, you know, some of you may not know our story. I was 17 years old. Um, I never lived on my own. I went from my parents paying for everything to all of a sudden, you have to pay for water? What? Um, And so, in you know, again, 17, David was 20, and um, we're going to be expecting our first child, and so there were tough times, and so um, 
I feel like God had to develop that because I was like, how can we do that? We have this bill to pay or this to pay. David's you know way of thinking is it's only $100. That's $25 a week. Like I look at the big, he breaks it down in bite-sized chunks. Um, that's how you eat an elephant, <laughs> one bite at a time. <laughs> so I feel like the Lord had to develop different parts of that for each of us. Um, I, I am... Much less like that, but then I think it always goes back to my heart and my giving or sowing, whatever it is, whether it's financial time, my talents, my treasures, whatever it is. Am I giving it freely to the Lord, you know, to do whatever it is that He wants to do with that? Am I freely giving it, which comes back still to heart motive? Am I getting it, doing it for a return, or am I doing it because I know that if I give it freely, the Lord's going to work out every detail um, for me? So I feel like, um, to be a good steward, you have to have a trust in the Lord that He's going to work it all out for your good. And it may not be the exact way that you think. Um, you know, David mentioned something about seed, you know, planting a seed. We were, we were listening to something this morning and they were talking about planting a seed. And I thought, you know, you can't just plant a seed. And they said that, you know, God waters it. You plant it, God waters. He does. But there's times that there's droughts. And so what happens if a farmer just planted a seed and walked away for, from it and there was no rain, it wouldn't grow. So I feel like there's times that you have to inspect what's going on and you got to, to, you know, be a good steward and you have to build disciplines. Like I'm going to check on this. Oh, weeds are growing. I'm going to pull that out. Hey, I'm going to inspect this. Hey, it needs water. I'm going to add some water. Hey, it's not growing well. So I need to fertilize it. It's missing something. So I think you have to be a good steward, but you have to be inspecting and you have to grow disciplines. And that's the same thing in financial. You have to grow disciplines. It's hard sometimes when all your friends are going out to eat to go, we can't go. I have to have the discipline not to, or, you know, I'm going in Starbucks instead of getting the you know, Mac Daddy latte, I'm just going to get a black coffee, which is half the cost so that I could be with people and commune with good people and, and put myself in a, a good culture of good surroundings. But I'm going to make these little cutbacks for the for the better to build the disciplines. Because yeah. if you can't do it on a small scale, you won't do it on a big scale. Factual. Yeah. Money doesn't solve problems. It's the good stewardship of money. Amen. And, you know, so and we're, we're, we're going to wrap it up here. I, I just want to say, you know, and I'm gravitating because sometimes I'm looking at, and it's so, it's so interesting because we're doing the spectrum of kingdom business. And, you know, she's talking about, you know, an individual that might be listening to that might, you know, have to cut something as small as, or maybe in some mind might be insignificant as Starbucks. And then, you know, also we're talking about, you know, uh, might be talking to somebody that's looking at how do I launch this division? How do I do this? And so there's so many different spectrums, but the principles work no matter what. And, and can I just say this too? When it, your business is kingdom minded, this is the biggest part of it. The, the, then, then the Lord holds the resources. To be a steward is to be oversee or responsible for the direction of. But keep in mind that God is the provider, you know. And so you're just the steward of the resources. So when that when that master gave that gift or that money to the to the servants, they became stewards of that, but they didn't own it. It was his money. And so, you know, keep that in mind. And, and, uh, and that's, it goes with your time, your talent, your treasure. And so I know we didn't really scratch the surface, but hopefully you got something out of this today. Um, as we discuss kingdom business, your business is God's business. He cares about it, whatever you do. And there's a lot more to this. Maybe we can even get into a part two, um, here next week, or maybe, uh, after the first of the year and kind of continue talking about this and kind of get into it a little bit more and bring up some specifics. But uh, I enjoyed it. And as, as we wrap this up, can I just say, if this is your first time watching or listening, we live stream 
our episodes. We chose to continue to live stream because we have some people that hang out with us in the mornings. And if you want to be part of that, we do it on our Game Changer app exclusively. So it's only live streamed on the Game Changer app every Tuesday morning at 8.30 a.m. Eastern. And we upload it, which is where most of our audience comes from, to YouTube, Apple, and Spotify every Wednesday at 10 a.m. And if this was helpful to you, uh, we appreciate if you would rate it, review it, wherever you viewed it or listened to it and it'll help us uh, reach more people and listen we see you all over the place so on social media so if you post make sure you tag us if you want to get more connected download our Game Changer app we have tons of content uh, including devotionals leadership lessons interviews and a lot more to help you grow in your relationship with God once again a big thank you for being part of our community we'll see you next time on Game Changer Podcast